Jack, the world is so big. It's so big you wouldn't even believe it. And the room is just one stinky part of it. Room's not stinky, only when you do a fart. God. Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. If you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. Or email us at therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. Wow. Apparently, apparently, I am on a emo kick just now. Yeah, apparently. I think that Sarah could potentially do that. I went well, to I went to a brand new concert with her, and she literally knew the word to every song they played. How could she possibly know if it was brand new? It's a good question. It's a good question. I mean, I'll ask her that. It wasn't out yet. <laughs> it's like uh, when um, Marty knows what's going to happen on the episode of uh, the Honeymooners because it was he saw it on a rerun, but it was brand new because he, he's from the future, you see. But he went back to the past. And then back to the future at the end. Oh, I got it. <laughs> yes, from the movie Back to the Future, he knows what's going to happen in the episode of, of uh, Honeymooners. And he says, I saw it on a rerun. And they say, what's a rerun? And for some reason, the uh, younger brother, well, his uncle, actually, um, is played by the kid from The Wonder Years. So that kid is only allowed to play kids from roughly the 50s and 60s. Well, yeah, obviously. Although he also plays the kid who gets Pee-wee's bike in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, so I don't know. Well, now, you, now you've fucking ruined your theory. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that part. He did not play the kid who gets Pee-wee's bike in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <clears throat> Good. I'm glad <laughs> sorted it out. I'm glad he didn't do that. <laughs> this is going to be a difficult episode to be funny about, so maybe we shouldn't. I know. That's what I, I was like. I'm like. How the fuck are we gonna be comedic on this one? I don't yeah. think it's possible. Even even the Revenant was like there were some, you know, I don't know that not moments of levity, but you know, it was at least a little bit easier to be flippant about it. This is like so real and immediate to today, you know. Well, I feel like anytime you hear a character use the word tree n-word, yeah. Yeah. You got some room for jokes. Yeah, um, exactly. Unfortunately, on this one, I did not hear anybody say that. <laughs> It would have felt forced if they had. No, can you imagine Jacob Tremblay comes out and says that? Yeah. That whispers it to Ma. Are um, those tree N words? So I guess we can just kind of dive right in. Um, but just so everybody knows, uh, in every episode, we start off with a little bit of banter. And then uh, we do like a brief summary, then... We go into the potent notables, which are just notable things that happen during production or just interesting tidbits from the movie. And then we do a movie overview, which, spoiler alert, that's basically where we talk about the movie from beginning to end, every single plot point in it. And then we do the rank, which is the namesake of the show. We rank it, the movies on a, um, 
on 10 categories on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. The cumulative score between Zach and I is what we end up with our total ranks. That's how we get the total rank score. And um, we're in the search for the best picture of all time. Um, at the very least, after this one and next week's, we'll find out what the best movie was that got nominated for best picture that came out in 2015. So today we're ranking Room, if you haven't already guessed. The 2015 film starring Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay, written by Emma Donahue, who also wrote the novel that it was adapted from, and directed by Lenny Abramson. It was nominated for four Academy Awards, winning Best Actress. The three other nominations were for Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, and of course, Best Picture. I am, uh, we'll get into it, but there is a third award I think it should have been nominated for. I'm curious if you're going to say the same thing I am, because I feel like there's an award missing here that at least it should have been nominated for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also, also. You know what? I'm going to do the movie summary, and then mm -hmm. let's let's discuss the nominations that we think should have been in there. Sounds good. So the movie revolves around a young woman named Joy Newsom who has been held captive in a small shed for several several years, seven years to be exact. Joy's five-year-old son, Jack, was born in captivity and has never experienced the outside world. The film explores their unique and often heart-wrenching mother-son relationship within the confines of their um, small living space. As Jack grows older, Joy devises a plan to escape their captor and expose them to the authorities. Once outside, they must adapt to a world that Jack has never known and confront the lingering trauma of their captivity. So that's the movie. Mm. Real uplifting. Is yours acting related? Yes. I, I think it could have been nominated for like best. Did you say it was nominated for best adapted screenplay? I can't remember. It was. It was. Okay, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, mine's acting related. And it's, is it best uh, supporting actress for Joan Allen? No, actually. Oh, that's I am shocked that she was not nominated. But go ahead. No, that I, I actually agree with that too, but it hadn't occurred to me. But I'm a little surprised that Jacob Tremblay wasn't nominated, and I know he's a kid, but um, honestly, that movie could. It, it, I, I, I don't for some reason I thought he was nominated. I don't know how he wasn't. Yeah, um, because like, you know, I don't know anything about child acting, so I don't really know, whatever. But um, he was extremely believable, and if he hadn't been, it it would have been. A, difficult movie to do because it would have been like i don't know yeah it would have been impossible well it wouldn't no. have been as affecting but so here's here I, I you know what's funny is i didn't even think of that because i just i went through the whole movie with the assumption that he had been nominated mm -hmm. i don't know how how wasn't he nominated it makes no sense because yeah. leo needed to win i guess i guess so there's a legacy award or because you know michael fassbender is steve jobs i'm sure it was so much better yeah and i like michael fassbender it's just you know hey can you play uh you know a giant tech dick yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like yes i can yes i can i'm sure that's way harder to play than a five-year-old who has never experienced the outside world um and yeah anyway yeah, I'm with you on this. I actually, I yeah, I think that Joan Allen and Jacob Tremblay both should be have mm -hmm. should have been nominated. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But anyway, that all being said, 
we are on to our seventh film of the eight that came out in 2015 that were nominated for Best Picture. We've done The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, and The Revenant. So I am curious if Room is going to supplant Brooklyn, which has hung on to the top spot for a while here. Um, I guess we'll find out. So mm -hmm. let's... Uh, I almost feel bad to have my four-year-old's voice on this movie, but uh, Jeez. What's, what's next, Lyndon? Potent Notables. I'm going to assume that the potent there's not going to be a potent notable about like from the nice guys where the cast was cracking each other up constantly and they had to stop takes. Um, you'll be surprised to hear that actually there was not. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be that potent notable. But as always, we're going to start our potent notables with the box office numbers. Mm -hmm. Room made $14.7 million domestically and $20.7 million internationally for a worldwide total of $35.4 million against a budget of $13 million. So it's, I, it's our lowest grossing movie that I think we've um that, that we've done so far in the best picture series. Mm -hmm. I think Blood Sport no Robot Jocks is probably <laughs> probably the lowest we've done ever, but uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, it does make me wonder though if this movie would have made money had it not been nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Like how much of a boost do you think it, it is to get that nomination? It's gotta be it's gotta be a decent right? boost, right? Yeah, because like they even re-release movies sometimes just to try to get that best picture money. Yeah, I saw this in the theater with Sarah, mm. which um, fun. Yeah, um, I shouldn't say it like that. It was, you know, it was a good experience, but it was also uh, it, it was it's harrowing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so let's start with Brie Larson. Okay, mm -hmm. she isolated herself in her home for a month without a phone or internet and followed a strict diet in order to get a sense of what Ma and Jack were going through. Mm -hmm. Larson has said that because she considers herself an introvert and who prefers to stay at home, she thought that her month of isolation would be, would be like a vacation, basically. Mm -hmm. But she said towards the last week, she became very depressed and would cry all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe it. And that's a month. This yeah. woman did it for seven years. Yeah. We'll, we'll so, mention, but when she... Well, anyway. So in her downtime on set, she would sit in a corner and write the teenage diary of her character. <laughs> okay. Isn't that interesting? You know, yeah. the one that they show later in the movie? Yeah. Get you in the headspace of the, of the character, I guess? Yeah, I guess so. But her and her close friend, Shailene Woodley, were the mm -hmm. final two actresses considered for the part. Mm -hmm. And to get rid of her depression after filming this movie, she decided to choose commercial projects. <laughs> Who can blame her? The next one she did was Kong Skull Island. <laughs> Which, you know, maybe we'll rank that on the action series of the rank. Maybe. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to see. From Room to Kong Skull Island. Okay. Um, let's do Jacob Tremblay now. Mm -hmm. When trying to get them to bond, Jacob Tremblay's mother asked him if he had any questions for Brie Larson. He ended up asking her three questions. Her favorite color, her favorite animal, and whether or not she likes Star Wars. <laughs> do, we, do we know what her answers were? 
No, I don't know. I mean, it's probably out there somewhere. I didn't, I should have written them down. That's yeah. Oh, well opportunity missed, but um, the, this bond may have been part of the reason that Jacob Tremblay, he couldn't bring himself to yell at Brie Larson mm -hmm. during the scene when he gets upset about his birthday cake, not having candles. Yeah. Um, eventually the director had the entire cast and crew start jumping up and down, yelling and screaming until he was able to do so. Mm. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of sweet that he was like, I don't want to yell at you. Yeah. It is. Um, now, Jacob Tremblay was eight when this was filmed, mm -hmm. and he played a five-year-old. The film was largely shot in sequence to make it easier for him to perform the evolution of his character. Mm -hmm. Seemed to work. Good idea. Yeah. Amazingly, Lenny Abramson, the director, saw more than 2,000 child actors before he came across Jacob's audition tape. 2,000? 2,000. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about is. a diamond in the rough, you know? I mean, I all those kids would blend together eventually if it were me. Be like, okay, which kid was good? I can't remember. I know. How do you like, how do you decide? I mean, obviously they made the right choice, right? But mm -hmm. I don't know how you even like figure that out. Like 2000. It's just like, okay, I saw a small village. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of kids. I saw a small village of children say the same lines to me over and over again. There's footage um, of the there's footage of the kid from a ET auditioning. I don't know that kid's. Is name. that Henry Thomas? I have no idea. <laughs> but um and uh, he's auditioning and at the end of the audition tape, I mean he, I don't I, I have a hard time judging such things, but at the end of the audition tape, it was apparently good enough that you hear Spielberg off uh, off camera going, All right, you got it, kid. Oh, really? So maybe it was like that. He just stopped once he got to Jacob Trembler. Well, that's what I was thinking. He saw the tape and he was like, oh, shit, this is the yeah. one. <laughs> um, now, the first month of the shoot was filmed on a, in a tiny 11 by 11 set mm -hmm. with director Lenny Abramson and his crew working entirely within the confines of the limited space. Mm -hmm. So in keeping with the claustrophobic theme, Walls were never removed in order to facilitate filming, which meant that shooting around the kitchen space, bathtub, and other features of the room required lots of creativity. Mm -hmm. Abramson, and Abramson himself spent a lot of time in the bathtub because that was the one place where he could lie and not be visible during a complex take. <laughs> he described the cramped shooting experience as being like the game Tetris. <laughs> Trying to fit in. <laughs> yeah. Now, Lenny's first cut of the film ran almost four freaking hours. Okay. That is too much room. That is a, too much room, and I have supposition about what sort of footage that might include. And uh, Well, buckle I'm up, because like, we're going to have some uh, discussion about what that might have included. Yeah, yeah, I intend to bring that up, actually, during writing and story, you know, and dialogue, because I have things to say. So stay tuned, guys. So what didn't even make the four-hour cut, though, was a scene that Lenny wanted at first, but Emma Donahue, the writer, mm -hmm. adamantly opposed. So Lenny wanted a graphic rape scene to make the story more, more dark and gritty, like it needs mm. to be more dark and fucking gritty. Yeah. Um, but Emma opposed, opposed it by saying that the assault scene was already violent enough. Yeah. 
I'm glad that she was there to stop that because that definitely would have been too much. It would have been too much. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, we understand when, like, I guess maybe we should say, I should save it. But when like you're in the closet there with, uh, with Jack. Yeah. And like, we know what's happening. Exactly. We, he doesn't, but we do. Right. And it's, it's effective because we're going, Oh, you know? Well, and the idea that like, there needs to be a violent, like that's all rape. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's not, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. So like, the you do not need to have a violent rape scene, <laughs> you know. Like we all know that he's raping her like every night that he's there. Yeah. So, good, good um, job, Emma Donahue. Yeah. Speaking of Emma, she actually wrote the screenplay for this movie before the novel was even published. Okay. Prescient of her. I guess so. Um. And I'll end the Pope Notables with this. It's a nice quote from Emma about Jacob, because I think that this needs some niceness. Mm. Well, it's actually a nice quote from Emma about Jacob, Brie, and Lenny, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is what she said. Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay playing mother and child in our film were responsible for a lot of what was good in each other's performances. Brie did a lot of gentle coaching and playful reminding of Jacob, and he was this massive source of stress relief for her because she was very intense in her process. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she'd be shaking or crying after a scene, and he would just snap straight into talking about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it really echoed the story of the film itself. He, he was very restorative for her. Because for him, the stakes were not as high. He wasn't thinking, I must do an Oscar-worthy performance. He was just yeah. thinking, what's for lunch? <laughs> That's, we should all be like that. I know. It's also quite hard to separate the director from the performances, especially mm. with a child actor. Male directors are often stereotyped as macho, demanding slave drivers. But Lenny did a huge amount of gentle, slightly teasing, slightly joking, nurturing interaction with our child actor to tease that performance out of him. Tough love would not have worked at all. Mm. End quote. I thought that was nice. I'm now imagining, like, Kubrick directing this movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> No, that would be terrible. Yeah. Kubrick needs to stay away. Well, well he's dead. He's dead. So. <laughs> I know. But but like he, I'm glad that he stayed away from this subject matter. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, I don't want to see a, a Kubrick movie about this. Yeah, I mean Clockwork Orange is bad enough. Yeah, no kidding. Let's All right, well, let's let's dive into the movie overview, shall we? Let's mm. go through this movie and relive it. Movie overview. So we uh, start right in, yep. the, in the room. Yeah. Now, I, I did want to point out A24 was the distributor uh -huh. for this, right? Uh-huh. And I don't think it was very, like, super well-known at this point. But now they're, like, known for making great films. I know. It, they like It's like a whole thing, you know, the next A24 movie to come out, whatever. Yeah. I, you see A24 and you're like, well, that's going to be a good movie. Yeah, I didn't really know. I mean, I kind of had heard about them, but I hadn't really gotten in tune with this until i saw everything everywhere all at once in the theater and, oh really oh yeah, yeah. i knew yeah. that that movie was going to be good yeah before i didn't have to see the reviews for it because i saw it was a24 a24 yeah be a good movie i'm surprised that this all this all escaped my notice and then and then in the previews for that there were like previews for three or so a24 movies that i wish i had gone to see and did not and now i'm like on the lookout for more of these movies they're a pretty amazing independent studio. I, it's, uh, 
I, I don't know what their mission statement is, but it seems <laughs> very clear that like they're like, we're gonna do good movies. Yeah, make good movies, I guess. <laughs> Period. Yeah. You know, we start out in a room and it's like this, it's like a voiceover of Jacob Tremblay, right? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, by the way, amazing work with the voiceover that this kid did. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a good way to start, I think. It, it is. It eases us into it, in a sense. And he, going directly into, like, really shitty stuff. Yeah, well, and he talks about he comes through the skylight into Ma and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it just, you know, I had already seen it, and, and I guess you probably knew what the story was going into it, right? Yeah, I read a review of it. Back when it came out, and then I, and then I promptly said, "No, thank you." <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, knowing what the story is, it's like really hard to hear his excitement coming through about coming mm-hmm. through the skylight into rooms. Like, oh god. Yeah. But I mean, right from the get-go, I was like, tears in my eyes. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I don't remember being affected by this already the first time I saw it. But man, it is tough to watch him being so joyous. I know. She's kind of an incredible mom when you think about it. I, it, I mean, at first, actually, you won't like, at first, I wasn't sure about this movie because I was actually thinking to myself, you know, would she really be this like nice and awesome? Like, of, or would she be all like way past sick of this, you know? Yeah. But like, but they do I, show moments where she is like that. Yeah. It, it absolutely. With it in short, in a very short amount of time, you get to at least I got to the point where I was like, okay, I I buy that she's by and large doing it, trying to do the best with him, but also, you know, struggling mightily at the same time. Yeah. I'm a little worried that I'm not going to be able to even get through this overview without choking up. Yeah. But um, I, I just can't even imagine how hard it must be, it would have been to hear your kid scream at you. Mm-hmm. about not having the candles in that situation you know yeah, and she and she can't really explain to him how they need you know the, the medicine and the food more than they need candles right right because he's you know he's five, he's five so it's like sometimes i wish i could explain to the dogs that they need you know medicine or something when they don't want it and yeah that's, right that's harder but like it's not the same level of helplessness that she must be feeling and then, like, old Nick comes in, oh. and he's like, oh, it's the kid's birthday. How old is he now? Four? Yeah. And Jacob whispers, five. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, god damn, man. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this poor kid. This poor woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And then, is this right, right away, do we... No, no, no! It's not this time. It's the next time he comes in that he hasn't. He he didn't bring vitamins, right? Right. And he's okay, like, "So let me not get ahead of myself." Well, no, go ahead, because I mean, I, I didn't write a lot because the first twenty minutes of this movie, at least, I mm-hmm. mean, is just is just living with a lump in your throat. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because we're we're seeing life in this ridiculous in this room, and they do such a good job of like um, showing how it's all all that Jack knows, you know. Right, right. It's his entire world, and she's had to invent this know everything that exists on TV that doesn't exist in here is made up, which is just a which is just a little tweak of the normal what you see on TV isn't real. 
and um yeah and then like i think it's shortly at, oh because he said uh, because old nick says you know i would have gotten him a present and uh then the next time um you know jack wakes up and uh she had he, she's sitting at the table and the, the the toy car is on the table yeah and i think they do a great job with her not like being excited to give him that you know right but still willing to because she yeah. knows it's gonna make him happy yeah but you can just see on <sighs> her face like you know like every every positive thing for her comes with i don't know 50 negative things uh, yeah well, I just she, she's just thinking this motherfucker actually brought in a toy. Like, yeah, a toy and a car. I don't know. Like, I wish I hadn't even made a cake. You know. Yep. Yep. So he wouldn't even know. Yep. Because she wants him as invo involved as little as possible, and rightfully so. And like the 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 the, the, the casual like like, oh, it's his birthday. Like, he's it's not only your child, but like, what did this guy think? By the way, like, did he? I mean. I know we don't want to get into this guy's headspace, but did it ever occur to him that eventually there's going to be a grown man living in there with her? Well, meaning, I think meaning he probably Jack. would have killed them both before then. Yeah, but like, apparently five years has just gone by, you know, like nothing for him. And like, I don't know. The fact that he's so flippant about it, like, mm -hmm. okay, all right. It was, it was all, like you said, it's just all, all this stuff even very small moments and even watching like Jack play happily with this toy car is still very affecting for us as the audience. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't know how you survive a trauma like this. I don't, I don't either. And I don't want to say it was unrealistic because people survive things, but the entire time I'm thinking like at this, this point, I don't know, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this, I feel like this overview is going to be a lot of going. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know, um, but I tell you what, and I'm not afraid to say this part of it. I hated that motherfucker so much. Yeah, God, I fucking hated that guy. I know I was, maybe I shouldn't curse so much. You know, let's like we could make this a family show, but fuck that guy. No, yeah, maybe I'll just put beeps in or something. You know? Yeah, no, I I think fuck that guy is is the only real way to say that, and you know, we mean that metaphorically, not literally. Yeah. No kidding. I feel like, and I mean, already we're we're just getting an incredible performance from Jacob. Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know how he, at eight years old he was able to be so nuanced. You know? I know that's the thing. I don't know if it's the like with uh, what Emma Donahue said with the director, you know, or maybe the other actor. Well, mostly Brie Larson, you know, sort of getting it out of him, getting it out of him, and everything. But um, it was. Or just choosing the right takes or doing a lot of takes i don't know but it, it it was all working very much for me and kind of annoyingly so like i wish it had been like a shit performance and i could have been like eh, this isn't even real <laughs> i know but I instead know. of instead it feels so authentic it so, feels so real and uh -huh. it's just painful it's just painful yeah. to watch it really is and like like when he's like room's not stinky yeah. only when you do a fart yeah which, it's like such such a real kid thing yeah and it makes you feel so much worse because you're feeling like that's a real kid and he has never seen sunlight you know and he just like loves the you know he loves room yeah 
It's his whole life. And toilet's the best at disappearing poo. You yeah. know, like yeah. I just man. it would be cute in any other context, but yeah, it's it's hard to really find it quite cute as much as sad for me. Right. Like it, yeah, me too. I, I felt the same way. And that's I what I was so bad. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to say with um with the way Brie Brie Larson was portraying um Joy that um it's hard to be like oh I I love my silly son he said something cute because every single oh my son is cute moment you know it's like in that kind of yeah it's tinged with negativity it's, it's yeah. always tinged with just so much trauma trauma yeah, yeah. it's uh, because like. It's impossible. It's just. It's so completely impossible to find any real happiness when you know that that situation is like that. Like she probably has no moments where she's actually legitimately like feeling happiness. You know, because how could you? Right. And seven years of that would just be soul crushing. Even even living for the for your kid. You know. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and then, man he comes out and he's like looking at an old Nick, you know, because mm -hmm. he's curious. He's a kid. He's curious. And he goes, Hey buddy, you know, or whatever he says. Uh -huh. And she just flips out. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. Uh -huh. And then he like, you know, does his fucking creep, terrible person thing to her. Mm -hmm. And this kid is just so terrified. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's never even really seen Old Nick, and now the first real thing he's seeing is Old Nick attacking, you know, his entire world, his mother. Yeah, and uh, and you know, then he he feels so bad. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have come out, and you know, it's just ugh. They're that they, yeah. They're they're embrace of each other immediately after that, and crying together, and him saying I'm sorry, but you know, she's just happy that he's okay. Is again extremely authentic and extremely heart-wrenching mm -hmm. and it's it was also a very well written and acted moment when um her reaction about you know don't touch him and then the way a after seven years he, old nick has sort of trained her through through constant abuse i mean he's like strangling her so like when you can't breathe you're pretty supplicant but you know when he says do you want to breathe and she immediately just says yes like meekly yeah that's an extremely like i've conditioned you to abuse kind of kind of thing you know she's yeah. just at, the, at that point it's probably difficult to even imagine getting out because you've been so so abused but anyway that was just, the only that was the only part of it that i was like i mean how does she did she really summon the strength to i don't know how I don't know. I, I just feel like you would be the cognitive dissonance that you'd mm -hmm. be experiencing, you know, like the, the little things like, well, smart, you know, thinking is not your strong suit or you're not mm -hmm. your smart mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And she's like, I know, I know. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I would think that at some point you're, you just accept that that's your life. Yeah. Um, and the, that's what the abuse is designed to do. Huh? Right. Um, but yeah, so then she, you know, she comes up with this plan that like, cause he, cause he fucking turns off the heat on them. Mm -hmm. We also find out that he's like 
been out of work for six months. Yeah. But still busy, you know, keeping a fucking oh, just whatever. Anyways, keeping a, keeping a slave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, oh, it's the kind of it's the kind of thing that can go through our heads because we're watching. And but like when he's, you know, he's like complaining that she doesn't like, but who pays for everything? no gratitude? Yeah. It's like who asked you to fucking kidnap a girl and then keep her as a slave? I know. You're just like who? How, how do these motherfuckers get it in their head that they have yeah. that they have the right to impose their will on another human being. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I, yeah. What, what gives you the fucking right? I just, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, um, so anyway, so she comes up with this plan to say that he's like got a fever. And he, yeah. From the, needs to, he needs to take him to a hospital. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And then uh, she comes up with a new plan that he's going to be dead. Mm -hmm. And she's rolling him up in the road. I have to say, of all the stuff that happened in this movie, there's a couple of times where I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. Mm -hmm. This is one of them. I feel like, I don't know. I just, I feel like, this is just this kid gets buried alive yeah kind of you know i i mean i'm glad that it worked right i mean i'm mm -hmm. like look it's unbelievably relieving that it mm -hmm. works but i think the reality of that plan is not it's not a very good plan yeah and like you say just he just ha has trouble getting out of the thing and he's buried alive or whatever nick planned to do tossing him off a cliff i don't know you know right exactly into a exactly. garbage dump like thank you know it's it only it only works by like the skin of its teeth and thank god it did but i guess i guess desperate times call for desperate measures but sure but i mean i don't know it's like you're sacrificing him for it a little bit um i, mean, I had trouble with that that's I, just one area where i really I just, I didn't, it was hard for me to buy because mm -hmm. like, he's the only reason that she's alive at this mm -hmm. point, you know? And um, anyway, um, and I'm just thinking like, how terrified must she be at the thought of him being out there with that, with that piece of shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then being apart from him for the first time in five years, you know? And like, how do you know he's gonna actually bring him to the truck and not just bury him in the yard? In the yard, yeah. I know he, she said, um, "You can't bury him here. I'll feel him." But like, you could see Nick thinking, "Maybe I'll just bury him here." Like, she won't know. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, the the plan would have been foiled right then. I tell you, I would not want that role. I don't know who that guy is. I don't even want to yeah. look him up because I don't want to associate him with it. Same, yeah. same. It's a thankless role, and yeah. It's like anything you see him in after this, you might be like that fucking asshole. <laughs> which means, which means you did your job, <laughs> right? Right. Um, it's like the guy who was uh, so sleazy and bullet that um, you know he couldn't yeah. he couldn't get into politics like he wanted to because <laughs> person saw him as a sleazy villain. Um, <laughs> just it's just goofy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's silly. This this you know. 
imagine people, you know, thinking, "Oh, I didn't I see that guy on the news? Didn't he kidnap that woman?" And no, it was a movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, also, so then you know, so Jack gets out and mm -hmm. gets out of the truck and finds somebody, and I'm, you know, I'm like, if old Nick there had just acted like a normal fucking human mm -hmm. for two seconds, you know, this wouldn't have even, that guy wouldn't have stopped. Mm -hmm. Stopped him. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good that, that Nick reacted as creepily and weird as possible because right. it made the other guy, I, and oh my God, at this point, were you thinking, oh my fucking God, if, if, if the guy just says, all right, I don't care. And Nick, takes the kid and then it doesn't work i'm just kind of done with this movie like well, yeah i mean I, so i knew that it was gonna work mm -hmm. um but yeah i you know what would be the point in continuing watching it mm -hmm. um and and i'm just gonna this is just a sidebar um for everybody that's uh that's listening to this and i know we're gonna we're asking you guys to pick the year that uh, we do next after 2004. Mm -hmm. Please don't pick 2008. You know, I know we're gonna have to do it at some point, but I just I don't want to fucking watch Precious. Okay, <laughs> just don't want to watch that fucking movie. I, again, I've seen it already. Is my point, and I just I just please you, you, you realize, gotta after watching Room. Yeah, you realize though that at some point we're gonna have to watch Schindler's List for this, right? Yeah, but you know, I feel like uh, I know that's a tough one too. But it's it's not as personal. Yeah, you're right. It's 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 in in a way the Holocaust is on such a grand scale that it's like exactly. a little bit easier to dissociate from. Exactly. Not that it's not that I'm excited about watching it again. <laughs> well, it's a great movie, um, and I will say also uh, to to kind of assuage maybe your your worries here. Spotlight is a great movie in the same sense as Schindler's List. Mm. It's not as personal. Okay. So it's not like Room. Yeah, Room, Room is, is by far the hardest to watch of all these. It's so focused on the two of them that it's like so hard not to feel for them. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So now... Um, fortunately, you know, the, fortunately, the guy does yeah. you know, well, raise, you know, raise, raise alarm it's, it's to some extent. Right, and enough that Nick just leaves just. Jack, mm -hmm. right? But I, I, the other thing I kept thinking was like, okay, so now he's just going to go home and kill her. Yep, that, that's what I was thinking too, and I thought it was another really smart choice of theirs to not cut back to her at all. We stay with Jack the entire time. Yeah. And like when you think about it, almost all of the movie is from his point of view, really. Yeah, well, the book is. Okay, so yeah, and I think it was really effective to not give us any indication of what happens next because your your heart is still in your throat a lot because you're like well did he go back and just murder her immediately did he run away is she and then when you finally do you see that you see the police woman figuring it out or she's a police woman but she's just a police officer <laughs> that was like a woman scientist moment there for me <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because i specifically um i i wrote thank god for this woman what an amazing police officer i know and i thought it was maybe a little like um a little much that they showed the other cop as being like oh, who cares just bring him to whatever and like and she's actually trying to figure it out 
but um, I don't know. She intuits or something that this is potentially a time sensitive thing, I guess. And uh, she's trying to, to coax information I mean, out from Jack and is able to construct it. It was very good. It was actual police work that you have to. It was uh, right. You know? Amazing police work. And mm -hmm. I fucking hated that other cop. I know. And this is actually the, this, this part. And there's another scene later that I feel like they try to villainize certain characters mm -hmm. and it's, it's just, it's, it's sort of contrived and forced. Yes, exactly. It's one of the few things that didn't quite work for me. Um, this cop is so absurdly like negative about mm -hmm. it. And maybe there are, maybe, you know, I'm sure there are cops mm -hmm. that are like this and you know, that sucks. But I think when it comes to kids, most cops are going to be like, patient and want to know what's going on mm -hmm. you know at least i would maybe that's the optimist in me you know mm -hmm. i would hope that that's how cops would treat kids no um, i i felt similarly where it's like this guy's being so dismissive it's like he's it's like he's working for nick you know trying to sabotage yeah exactly not that i thought that that was actually the case but it was like really why is this guy being so like they're driving anyway. You know, what does he care if she tries to figure it out? Yeah, I know. And I'm just like, you know, when when they find her, they get her out, and she comes running and she sees him. Mm -hmm. I just can't even imagine the relief that she must have been feeling when she saw him. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just very affecting to see them embrace. It's, it's incredibly affecting, and like a, a, that's that's the moment I was referring to before when it, when I had no idea if she died or not at that point in the movie. I feel I felt like she didn't probably, but um, because it's like it's awfully early into the movie at this point still for for her character to be dying. Um, but uh, once you actually do see her and she's running toward the car, it was like oh thank fucking god, you know. It was I was so relieved. And like that makes you feel right along with the two of them, the the relief at getting to hug one another again. Yeah, I know. After the longest he's been without her his entire life. Yeah, I just I can't even imagine the adjustment this this poor kid has to make, you mm -hmm. know. And um, and they they do a good job actually of sort of showing the mm -hmm. same adjustment he's got to do like. You know, being in the hospital, he's got to wear sunglasses outside, sunscreen. He's got to be wearing a mask, right? Because he's hasn't been exposed to much. Mm -hmm. Which part of me was like, I don't know that I necessarily buy. I mean, like, yeah, okay, he's in a he's been in a garden shed his whole life, but yeah. it's not like I mean, there were rats, you know, yeah, insects and stuff that got it. I mean, yeah, it wasn't airtight, and yeah, so I don't really understand the whole like, oh, he's never had a germ. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, but you know, that's nitpicky, I guess. Um, well, sometimes with these movies that work on almost every level, you end up picking out some of these little things and it's like, when it's like the only thing that didn't quite work, you know, kind of bugs you. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's these few things in this movie where I'm like, ah. um, but so we meet, we meet her parents. Right, mm -hmm. and we find out they got divorced. I, I can, I would imagine it would be very hard to stay together when you've lost a child. Yeah, 
um, I know that it would be very difficult for me to just because it's like I kind of want to be miserable by myself, you know? Well, right. I think it would be really hard to like, and you know, the, the reality is, is you probably wouldn't blame the other person unless it was like, I mean, maybe there'd be cases where you would blame the other person, but but really you'd want to blame yourself so much it would be mm -hmm. really hard to have somebody tell you it's not your fault yeah you know nope. you're almost like it is so my fault you know? yeah i'm the parent yep like that's like my whole job yep and and both of them have like a specific you know i'm i'm her father i should have protected her and i'm her mother i should have helped her you know yeah exactly so like and then that comes later when she's like, maybe if I didn't have your fucking voice mm -hmm. in my head telling me to be nice. And I'm like, oh, another tough moment because, you know, the, the mother wasn't. How hard would that have been to hear? I mean, yeah. Jesus. And, at the, you know, it's it's one of those things where you don't really blame Joy's character either for it. But Right. No, you don't. But you it is it. hard to hear. Uh, I felt for both of them. You mm -hmm. know? And poor Jack, who's like. Mm -hmm covering his ears mm -hmm. <sighs> anyway okay <laughs> this is uh this is gonna be a real fun entertaining episode of the, <laughs> of the rank well yeah um it's actually another well-done aspect of the movie that they get out of the room and they're safe but their troubles are only beginning in a lot of ways because well, right. you don't just get out of there and it doesn't fade to happiness right which like you know kind of is, would be a nicer experience for the viewer <laughs> yeah it would <laughs> um but you know that's just let them be not what, yeah not what great films do right um mm -hmm. so i just I, I was also like feeling for leo the stepfather yeah i mean it's a tough situation to find yeah. trouble. no kidding um and then you know of course he turns out to be great mm -hmm. um thank goodness for him because like what a dick this father is mm -hmm. really you can't look at the kid i kind of get it i but... get it i get that there could be, i i understand the point that they're making yeah but really in that moment you couldn't just fucking look at him yeah just look like at that moment you have to just fucking swallow it you know what i mean i don't care if it makes you angry and you know what? Like you, you lost your daughter for seven years, mm -hmm. and you just don't want to be around her yeah. now. Like, yeah, you've, you're gonna just allow her to still be lost, you know, to yeah. you specifically. Yeah, I mean, and I, I feel like I wrote this constantly while I'm watching. My notes just kept. I don't know how you come back from that. How do you survive mm -hmm. this? Like this, I'm just. Mm -hmm. I, I remember thinking though, like where does this story go from here mm -hmm. and i get that it's like an exploration of you know the psychological impact of it but it does feel like it's kind of meandering at this point you know mm -hmm. yeah you know she's she's finally free but she's having trouble coping with what she's lost and you know it was interesting because they don't show much of that mm -hmm. you just get glimpses because it's all from the kid's perspective mm -hmm. right so we don't see anything that's happening to her unless he's in the room mm -hmm. yeah, we just get little bits and that's effective too because he's not sure really what's going on but so so 
and now you know this is so we have the argument with the mom and then um and i realized that it's because it was adapted from a novel right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it does seem to kind of jump around a little bit yeah um i just it seemed odd to me that all of a sudden we're doing an interview mm -hmm. yeah that that did kind of come a little bit out of nowhere they didn't even talk about it just right there was no like do you want to do an interview like i don't know if you're ready i don't know mm -hmm. if i'm ready whatever none of that so all of a sudden they're doing an interview and i get like you know as like a human being that an interview is forthcoming in this situation right like that mm -hmm. you know that that's something that a news network is going to want to do but then like what the fuck is this interview yeah do you think it's best for the ch i'm sorry i don't believe that any interviewer would ask that fucking question i would hope not because it's such like a such a like victim blaming yeah and like just trying to 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 get a response out of her and to create tension and drama like it's like well, fuck you lady you know? yeah i mean like is she trying to score points as a tough interviewer yeah. while she's interviewing a victim I, it just it was hard for me to buy it felt very contrived you know it, it it felt like we needed to have a reason that she's gonna attempt suicide yeah and to be honest i think probably the book is better at at showing this than the movie mm -hmm. could be um just because they wouldn't have enough time but to be honest, I think they could have broken from the novel a little bit and just shown you what was going on with with uh, Joy mm -hmm. to establish what, you know, like, I, I think it would have been better to see her struggle without having the contrived, like, oh, here's the thing that set her off. Mm -hmm. It bothered me. It, it feels like it denigrates what, what she's going through to have it go down to that that is something that i notice about um movies that are adapted from 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 books when it's the writer of the book who wrote the movie they have a tendency to want to keep things very similar which maybe just you get in your head that that's how that happened you know right but um sometimes you do need an outside perspective to be like that doesn't quite work in movies like you're kind of you're married to that point of view and that 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 plot because it's your plot and your what you wrote but we have to change it a little bit and um i think in general this is excellent an excellent adaptation um but it's sometimes still it might actually help to i actually didn't know it was a was a book so i was watching it as though it was an original work um but like for instance um i mentioned kubrick before um you know i'm sure you know that stephen king hated the shining yeah and he made his own version of it. It was Stephen King's The Shining. It was this right mini, ABC TV movie miniseries. Yeah, yeah I remember. And it, and it had uh, the guy from Wings in it. It had the guy from Wings in it, which was bad casting. And I'm not trying to be mean to the guy from Wings. Just that you know, especially when people go in thinking of Jack Nicholson's performance, that doesn't work. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I haven't seen it, but I read a review of it actually, and it's like. A lot of things that work in the book don't work in the movie and the miniseries and not just because of time or space constraints and uh steven was very very married to the idea that certain things had to stay the same so i say i call yeah. him steven like i know him steven come on <laughs> yeah and that's you know and i get it now 
I think that if you're going to make it into a mini series like that mm. and a, a TV show, you get more luxury to make it exactly how you did it because you got more time to do mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, especially with a movie, you, I think, I think this movie would have definitely benefited from having an experienced screenwriter mm -hmm. look it over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and maybe they did. Who knows? It's not, you know, and I don't want to like, it sounds like maybe I'm bashing it. It's, it's not that. I just feel like I would have liked to have seen more of Joy and her struggle. Because mm -hmm. I think it would have been more affecting than just having this bitch of a interviewer like you just it's so two-dimensional and like <sighs> contrived anyway mm -hmm. um you can tell i you can tell it bothered me <laughs> yeah so um and then the kid finds her you know jack is the one that finds mm -hmm. her and uh god that's awful mm -hmm. and and then he has that voiceover. Mom was in a hurry to go up to heaven, but she forgot me. Dumbo mm -hmm. mom. Mm -hmm. That's uh that's a tough one to listen to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um but I I really enjoyed so Joan Allen was excellent in this. And mm -hmm. I really enjoyed, especially this like where she has moments with Jack. She just so understated. Mm -hmm. And this is not to take away from Brie because I thought she was excellent in this as well, you know. Mm -hmm. But she, her character is meant to be more like effusive once she gets out of the room, you mm -hmm. know. But Joan is like so understated in this, and so like she doesn't overplay any of it, mm -hmm. you know. Like the I love when she says, "No one is strong alone." Yeah. And the idea that this kid wants to send his mom his strong is mm -hmm. just unbearably sweet. It is. And and the scene is played perfectly where, you know, he's, she's sort of gently suggesting, you know, I'll help you cut your hair, you know, and it becomes a nice moment between them. And he says, I love you, Grandma. Mm-hmm. And I love that she plays it where you can see that she's so affected by it, but, like, you know... Maybe a less seasoned, a less seasoned actress would mm -hmm. have made it a bigger moment. But the reality is, is she didn't, wouldn't want to scare him, you know, mm -hmm. or make him not feel comfortable in that moment. So she just, you know, takes it in for a second and then says, "I love you too." And I'm mm -hmm. just like, "This it was beautiful." I mm -hmm. thought. So then we see uh, Jack playing with another kid with a mm -hmm. shorter hair, which was which was really nice. And um, and then we sort of kind of out out of nowhere, his mom's back. I don't know. I feel yeah. like he talks to her on the phone, but it does seem like she got up pretty quickly. I, I don't even think it was that quick. It seems like it was kind of a long period of time that went that went by because he's got a friend and everything and i think yeah. that's the point of it but i he never visited her he never he doesn't he has no idea she's coming home mm -hmm. yeah or maybe he, maybe he did i don't know well it is they 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 could have included a couple little lines like that to help make that more cohesive yeah 
Um, it is a really wonderful reunion, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and he forgives her so fast. Mm-hmm. But it was really interesting that he like he needed to say goodbye to Room. Yeah. And, it's, um, it's, it's understandable that because I mean that was his entire world and like the the stupid bathtub and toilet are his friends, you know. Yeah. And and uh, it's also very understandable why Joy would not want to go back there. And you, <laughs> I was putting myself in her place of having to go back there. Especially. I can't imagine. I can't. I would. I. I almost don't believe she would have. Yeah. I maybe send, you know, I, he he wanted to experience it with her, I know, but if I was the mom or something, I'd be like, can I, I'll bring him, you know, if yeah. like he really needs to go. You it was nice that it was that, that same police woman again, though. Yeah, that is true. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, he's in there and he says, it's not room if the door is open. And she's like, you get the sense she would close the door for him if he really wanted it, but I know. I thank, really uh thank God that he did not require that. Yeah. And then is this the point where we get a little flashback of it's just Joy in the room by herself? So I assume that either uh Jack hasn't been born yet or he's just small enough that he's asleep someplace. Um because she's sitting, I think this is around here. She's sitting at the table by herself, staring up at the skylight, just in an oh, extreme, yeah. And an extremely good bit of physical acting. You can feel all of just so much weight in that just from a very brief shot. And um, it, it did a very good job of esta- for, for establishing for me. They didn't need to show what it would have been like to be in there for two years alone and then seven years altogether. All they had to do is show the one thing of like, imagine you literally have nothing except you're staring at the skylight, you know? Yeah. It, and like like with what Brie Larson went through, just sitting in your room alone for you know sitting 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 in your room, you know your bedroom. I mean, <laughs> don't go find a room of your own. <laughs> find a garden shed, make it yours. That's not what I mean. <laughs> don't make it somebody else's, please. Yes, if you're gonna do this, make it yours and yours alone. <laughs> do not bring other people into this at all. Old Dan, old Nick, whatever. Jesus, I like how we don't actually even know if that's his real name, by the way. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, because <laughs> she says she calls him old Nick, and like, kind of, it kind of sucks that that probably ruins Santa for the kid in a sense. Yeah, I um, because <laughs> people call him old Saint Nick, and and if I was Jack, I'd be like, ah, this guy's coming to my house. I know one of the scenes that they cut was. They cut a scene where um, the police were chasing him, and mm-hmm. they caught him. You know, mm-hmm. and they just decided to, you know, it was we didn't need it. I, I think it had to do probably with the fact that, like, how do you make it so that the kid is seeing it happen, right? Mm-hmm. But again, I I think that that would have been some catharsis to see him get arrested. Yeah. As as you kind of said though, I'm I'm perfectly fine with never seeing him again. Yeah, right. I think that's kind of what their point was. Is like mm-hmm. uh, we don't we don't need to see any more of this guy. I'd be perfectly fine if he fell off the face of the earth, as I'm sure you would be too. <laughs> Let's watch it again next week. Yeah, sure. Um, well, okay. So that's pretty, that's pretty much that's the movie. Yeah, and, we kind um, we kind of kind of zoomed right through that one. Yeah, you know. 
I just didn't really want to dwell on it. <laughs> well, so now we're on to the rank, which is, you know, that's what we're doing here. That's the premise of the show, and we're ranking stuff and rank, rank, rank. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wank. Now we're gonna make we're gonna rank room uh, based on ten categories: story, acting, originality, film coherence, cinematography, score slash soundtrack, script structure and dialogue, character relatability, production value, and timelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna rank them on a scale of one to ten: one being the worst, ten being the best. And the first category is story, and I will start. For story, I gave it an eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a great story but uh, an insanely sad one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes stories like these seem like they're just created to make you emote. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, make it as tragic as possible. Yeah, exactly. Like fucking precious. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Can't wait for that movie now. I know. I've like primed you to fucking hate that one. Um, <laughs> so I do believe that this had more depth than than a movie that's just, you know, built to make you weep you know mm-hmm. um but it's the kind of story that doesn't have to do much because of the subject matter mm-hmm. so anyway that's it what do you what do you have i also gave it an eight and a half it's kind of funny um yeah. very very similarly i uh thought it was a very well done story but um yeah i guess that's it uh, it was it was well done but um kind of you can't put your finger on it right yeah yeah um there's just something about it that doesn't feel like it's it's not above a nine you know yeah i i kept i keep wanting to go back to not necessary and like right a a i think any examination of the human psyche is worthwhile like as long as it's true and as long as it's good and like b it's necessary is not a qualification for a movie you can make a movie about anything um, as Roger Eber used to say, it's not what it's about, it's how it's about. Um, but like just I would question the premise if somebody told me they were writing it. I would be like, Are you sure you really want to make that movie? But yeah, um, but, I mean uh-huh. they, they knew better than I think I did because I said cuz and then I just had nothing <laughs> nothing in <laughs> nothing on deck after that. I had no bullets in the gun. So <laughs> Well, let's go on to the next category then, because okay. um, I have a feeling you and I are going to feel very similarly about this next category, uh, and that is acting, and you can go first. Acting is a 10. I'm going to kind of leave it at that. I'll probably say more, but let's you go ahead. Well, it's funny. Cause I, I gave it a 9.65, and, I, and oh. I don't know why. No real, like, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't think of any reason why it's not a 10 now. Now that we're talking about it, um, that happens to me all the time. Why did I decide that? Yeah, I, it's funny because uh, you know, looking at it, I, I I did the ranking number before I looked at you know any previous rankings or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is the highest ranked one I have for acting. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I thought it was bad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not sure. There was just something about it when I was doing the the ranking where I was like. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being, uh, everyone was just so good in it. I mean, I, I can see why Brie won best actress. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that 
Joan Allen should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Jacob Tremblay mm -hmm. should have been nominated for Best Actor. Which, by the way, when I was writing this, I was so con he was so good in it that I was just convinced that he was nominated. Yeah. So I had no idea why he wasn't. You know, um, the the step grandfather I thought was 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 pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because when I first saw him, I thought he was Peter Gallagher, and it's not Peter Gallagher. Yeah, I can um, see that. I don't know who it is. Yeah, I don't know. He's a you know he's a lesser known actor. I mean, even the guy who plays old Nick, mm -hmm. he plays him. Yeah, I'm. I guess I'm gonna go with the ten because I'm thinking like even him, he played him in a way that was like, you know what? I don't know. He, I guess I didn't. I didn't like the part where you know he's not acting normal, but I think that's more of a story thing than an acting thing. Yeah, he was he was playing the way playing it the way he was told to play it. Um, but yeah, even him, I felt like he was um, sort of an understated creep. Yeah. You no, know? which is how because like these people aren't just straight evil, you know. Yeah. yeah. You don't know that they're fucking evil. It'd be lovely if it was written on their foreheads, but right, exactly. You know, like a swastika burned in, but uh, <laughs> or knived in as they do in uh, *Inglorious mm -hmm. Bastards*. Um, but I, I am curious. I mean, what what were you gonna say about it? I mean, is there anything? I I agree with you. The acting is absolutely incredible. Um, no, I, I it's it's almost boring because it's just what is there to say. Um, Brie Larson was fantastic. I thought that. Her physical acting was just as good as anything else. Um, just just as good as like any dialogue or line delivery or anything like that. She absolutely embodied the emotions that, and just it could have been wordless at many points, and I would have absolutely felt some sort of terrible emotion. I wouldn't may not have known the details. Um, I thought Jacob Tremblay was excellent. I again don't know exactly what went into that. Uh, everybody else was excellent. Um, and like you said, uh, old Nick was creepy in a very real, convincing way, which was even more upsetting. Um, I am not sure. Back when we did Brooklyn, I said, how did Saoirse Ronan not win? And uh, you said, because Brie Larson was in a room. And I, uh, <laughs> I said, okay, well, we'll get there. I don't know who I would vote for. I My gut says I preferred Saoirse Ronan's performance, but... But yeah, I don't. I just, I just liked the performance and character a little bit more. But Brie absolutely deserved to win because neither of them didn't deserve to. And uh, overall, this is probably the best acted movie that we've done for this year so far. So, well, I thought that, and you thought that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I was just trying to think. I know there's not as many. There's like a lot of people in The Revenant, for instance. Um which was also very well acted, but um, so maybe it's not quite fair since like maybe some of the randos bring it down. But uh, I also thought that a lot of the acting in this wasn't as showy. A lot of it was really smart. Well, that's what I liked about it. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, it's, it's very real. Yeah, it's very absolutely. real. Well, okay, so the next category is originality. Okay. And I gave originality a 9.75. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've seen anything like this. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, you've seen like Death Wish, you know, yeah. and, like like there's movies that are have a similar feel to them, I guess. But um, it's just such a harrowing tale. But it's not just the harrowing tale. Mm -hmm. It's it's the psychological impact and the the road to recovery from it. Yeah. Um, 
and I do like that it shows kind of that you don't really fully recover. You just yeah. work towards it. Um, and maybe never, you know? Yeah. So anyway, what did you give originality? I gave it a nine for uh, ex basically the same reasons. I think we're going to be pretty simpatico here for most of this movie. Um, everything you said, uh, it's maybe like it's a it's a it's a story about abuse isn't super original or anything like that, but um, the way that it's presented is pretty pretty good, mm -hmm. and the being stuck, like because there because there's abuse and then there's like. I don't know. I'm going to stop that train of thought. Because um, no, no abuse is worse than any other, really. But it was, it was like you said, it was executed in, in, in a more original way. And um, and and very well at that. So, so um, well, the next category is film coherence. What do you have for that one? I uh, gave that a nine and a half. I feel like I could have gone a ten, so maybe, maybe I should have. I thought I thought everything was structured really kind of perfectly. Um, I will talk more about this in uh, the the script structure and dialogue one. So I'll basically leave it at that. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I Whenever I'm lower than you, I'm like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> um, but uh, I gave it an eight and a half. Uh -huh. And I felt like it meandered a bit. Yeah, yeah, you, you mentioned. Um, I definitely get that. And I get why they linger in places. Um, but it sometimes felt like, why why are we here? You know? mm -hmm. um, well, I felt like that in The Revenant. Um, so, and there's it's kind of similar in some ways that, you know, there, there are parts that kind of drag a bit and parts where it's like, do we really need to have all of these moments? Like this could be, can this be said more succinctly? So... Yeah, and you know, like for instance, when he has uh, breakfast with the step grandfather there, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful scene, mm -hmm. and I get that it's like meant to show you, oh, he's starting to open up. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I mean, it just felt like I—I I don't have any issue with it. I liked mm -hmm. it, you mm -hmm. know. But it—it it, it just feels like in some ways, and I also didn't like the uh, the contrivances of some of the some of the other things, like. Um, you know, like the the guy cop and the and the interview yeah. and stuff like that, and maybe that goes more towards script stuck script. The script, um, easy for you to say, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I put it in film coherence, so that's where yeah. I put it. Okay. Um, so all right, the next category is cinematography, and or wait, did you get to do? No, yeah, you did. Okay, yeah. Um, and I, this was a hard one, I felt mm -hmm. like, because it's meant to not be that great. Yeah. Um, however, felt like when it could have been great, it still wasn't. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm So I gave it a six and a half. Okay. What, what about you? I gave it an eight because I thought it was effective when it, in the ways it needed to be. But you're absolutely right that it is not showy. And um, maybe, you know, it shouldn't necessarily be. Right. But I can also see the argument, you know, the, the point that it's just unremarkable enough that there's no reason to give it too high a score. Well, it just felt like I didn't know that the entire movie needed to be drab and dreary. 
Yeah, that's true. And that was like the motif throughout the whole thing. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I it felt very like you 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 could have taken some. You could have improved the cinematography as their mental health improved. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think that that would have been a nicer way to do it. But anyway. What do I know? I'm not a fucking cinematographer, so apologies to whoever Same. is uh, the cinematographer of this movie. I'm I'm definitely not bashing you. It's a beautifully done movie. He's, so the, I said he's, but um, they're over there going this fucking asshole. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, the next one is score slash soundtrack. What do you have for that one? I gave that one a seven for basically the same reason you did cinematography. Uh, perfectly effective in the sense that I didn't notice it. And maybe it's like an umpire and it's doing its job when you don't notice it. But I couldn't tell you one thing about it or another. So maybe it should have gone lower than a seven, but seven felt fair to me. We're yeah. Still, we're, still, we're still feeling out a couple of these categories, even after five, six movies, whatever it's been. I know, I know. Seven, actually. This is the seventh oh. one. But uh, I actually gave it an 8.25. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know that I would have gone that high except for the final scene. Mm -hmm. The score that was in that final scene just boosted it for me because I, I noticed it. It made me feel, th feel things. I thought, you know, I could close my eyes and not see what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And I could feel the, the hope, you know, and that it's like a triumphant, hopeful note, but it's not overpowering in that sense. Mm -hmm. So I really I thought that that was like a powerful um, piece to end with, yeah, but fair. the rest of it is fairly unremarkable. So mm -hmm. uh, the next one is script structure and dialogue, and for that I gave a nine and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually think the dialogue in this is pretty excellent, um, especially when it pertains to Jack. Mm -hmm. You know, not to say that like. The other ones aren't good because they all are. As, mm -hmm. That's why I gave it a nine and a half. Um, you know, I don't think that you're able to have an amazing acting performance from people without a really well done, without really well, well done dialogue, right? Obviously, in some cases, that's not true. You can have great acting performances with improv and things like that. But I think in a, yeah. in a drama, you need a really tight script. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I just thought, I, I think that Jacob Tremblay is elevated by an amazing and thoughtful script. Mm -hmm. So uh, what say you? It's actually kind of funny. This is one of the few areas we diverge a little bit on. And like, I hesitate to even say, because it's not really, but a the only moments that I had any issue with really at all um, were a couple of those, those voiceover parts with him. Mm -hmm. where it felt a little bit too much like they were trying to like do cute kid die cute kid internal monologue mm. um but like it wasn't huge it was just a couple of little things like that felt true to life but also felt like i mean for you know i don't actually have kids so i don't really know how they talk but um it was just like ever so slightly on the on the contrived level on the contrived side for me but nonetheless i gave it a 9.8 because i think it was otherwise pretty much perfect um 
not quite a 10 because of just, you know, some, like you, just little moments where it's like, this isn't the most perfect written, per, most perfectly written movie I've ever seen. But I, I loved the fact that they didn't, oh, my guess, by the way, for a lot of those deleted scenes um, would be just spending more time in the room before they get out. Um, right. That's kind of what I figured, too. Yeah, because they probably I can I can see them wanting to like really drill home the monotony of not just monotony, not monotony because it's horrible, but like the the like the crushing like you know boredom boredom yeah and a little bit like with the revenant, which I'm mentioning again, which was our last episode of this one, um, which is probably why it's on my mind. Uh, I felt like that movie sort of put you in the headspace of like this harrowing journey. But in the same, at the same time, ended up boring you and showing you stuff that did not need to be in there and being too long. And I feel like you right. could have really easily tipped over into the, okay, we get it. There's only so much plot you can have in a room, though. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> you just can't have much happen because it doesn't happen. But I think they did. They chose basically a perfect moment to get them out of the room and then to continue the story. I kind of thought more of the movie was going to take place there, so I was pleasantly surprised. Um, Great decision, perfect moment to do it, excellent um, pacing throughout the entire thing. So, just yeah. a couple of little, but beyond that, yeah, yeah, I couldn't. My, my, I think you said it better than I did. So, let's go to character relatability. Um, mm. And what do you give that one? I gave that a ten. Um, wow. Yeah, I uh, not because I relate to any of the situations particularly, but because it made me feel so strongly what they, I feel like they must be feeling. And that is the beauty of art to me, is that it is able to make you empathize and feel what another person feels and bridge the gap between human consciousness, consciousness. <laughs> well said, well said. <laughs> Thank you, I, I'm, I'm a poet, aren't I? Well, actually, what you said would, you know, even though you, you ended it kind of strangely, uh, was was kind of a beautiful thought, especially when you're talking about art. Just um, <laughs> this, um, So I gave it an eight and a half. Uh -huh. So this is a tough one because, you know, how do you relate to this, right? And, yeah. And I and I firmly wish that nobody ever could or would relate to this um but here's my issue with it the only mm. reason that i you know i'm not as high as you on this is that i think they could have done more with joy uh -huh. to show her mental breakdown and so i i think they were they're relying and normally i'm all for economy and in, in filmmaking right but they're relying too much on the audience to just understand like yeah this is like a really shitty experience so like mm. you know obviously they're um you know she's she's having trouble with it right mm -hmm. and i know that they're you know the little snippets are good to to show you where she's at but like i think it would have been nice to have like had more conversation with her and her mom or yeah. even her and a therapist or just something to show like, you know, 
everybody's forgotten about me. Nobody like none of my friends have shown up or, you mm -hmm. know, or maybe they have and they don't understand her. Like I just I would have liked to have experienced more of her struggle to um oh to to be right again, you know? Mm -hmm. So so that part of it um I had trouble with. But I think the kid, obviously, I mean he's he's the star. Um you you get much more with him so that you you're there's a lot of empathy there and you can um really relate to him. And then the her step her step grandfather and her mom I think are very relatable as well. But um you know I I had a hard time relating to to Joy because like it's just it's so reliant on on what happened to her uh -huh. and not i think if you're going to tell the story of overcoming the psychological aspect of it then you need to give us more time with it yeah okay so that was my thought on it so um which by the way eight and a half is a good fucking score okay so I'm, I'm yeah not like it's not like i'm i i don't think it's terrible yeah so, <laughs> i just don't think it's a 10 that's all um all right but the next category is production value and um i gave it a seven and a half mm -hmm. you know i hate to knock it but you can tell that it had a lower budget right mm -hmm. and that shouldn't be necessarily a knock right but uh and, it, and it's not like they didn't make good use of it or anything but i think that you can see that a lot of the budget went to perfecting the garden shed yeah it's where the production sh sort of shines um but i think the rest of it is kind of like okay <laughs> can we use your home great we're gonna use your home you know um, so it is just a random house yeah it's it doesn't enough, feel enough like you know, because a lot of touches in a production like this would have, you know, you'd see keepsakes or you there'd be moments of detail where you're like, oh, I can see this is the house that she grew up in. But even like in her room, you don't even see the stuff they've got on the wall. It just feels all very generic teenage girl stuff, right? Yeah. Um, the only parts that are have that are showing production value is when she's like looking through her yearbook and there's a picture of her and friends so yeah anyway that's that's what i've got so what what about you for production uh seven for all basically the same stuff uh perfectly perfectly adequate for what right it, it needed to be but nothing that nothing that you know i wouldn't expect any competent movie to be able to do um do you know if those pictures were actually like her when she was that age I have no idea. It seemed like they might have been, but then again, with they de-aged Samuel L. Jackson in a movie that Brie Larson was in digitally, like in a live performance. Yeah. So for all I know, they were able to do that. By the way, uh, I don't I think they're doing that on on room though. <laughs> they don't, they don't have that Marvel budget. Yeah, I don't think. I, I have a feeling because a lot of times in these movies, they have them bring in old pictures of themselves. Yeah, that would so make sense. That's probably what happened. Anyway, it's funny. It's funny. It's a good thing I'm not an actor. I don't have a single old picture of myself. I know, me either. So I think I've got a baby picture of me, and that's about it. <laughs> I have to do. 
<laughs> they digitally de-age you into like a five-year-old or whatever, but they uh, just do the digital de-aging so you still have a beard. <laughs> Here's John when he was five, and they give you like that laser background from school, but like <laughs> otherwise, basically you, like because you can't really tell. But anyway, point is, what is what kid didn't want the laser background? By the, the laser way. background was the fucking best, and I never got it. I got whichever one was the cheapest. That's Lame. oh man, I used to I I argued with my mom to get it, and I finally got it in like third grade or something, and I was like, oh, I got the laser. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit. Yeah. So, it probably was the uh, was a waste of money in retrospect, but that's I know. <laughs> it was cool while it lasted. Anyway, all right. Well, so the next category is timelessness, probably the hardest category we yeah. have. Um, so, what do you have for that? I gave that a six, but I want to kind of hear what you say and possibly change it, just because I suppose it's a timeless story in that, like. The love between a parent and child and you know ab abuse is the same throughout generations and it says something valuable and interesting about the human condition and the way humans treat each other unfortunately but also how love can overcome those things in some extent to some extent but um i'm not sure it's necessarily the sort of movie anybody's going to care to revisit maybe it's good to see once maybe not even particularly think too hard about again because who wants to be in that headspace more than they have to be but i'd like to i'd also like to hear what you say well i felt like you did um mm. so <laughs> i'm almost nervous to say this score out loud but i gave it a four and a half. Oh, okay so I, I I was worried about being too low, so I'm not worried anymore. <laughs> well, the thing is, I I feel bad to give it such a low score, right? Mm. And while this movie is is really good, right? I think it's on its way to being forgotten. Yeah, um, I think the acting is excellent, but it's just that it's not enough to catapult it to the timeless classic must see fifty years from now. Mm-hmm. In my opinion no i think so, you're you're probably right it's not something i hear about like as a movie that anybody has, has seen or wants to see um i actually wanted to mention in acting when we talked about that i uh had not really i had not seen brie larson in much of anything before i saw her in captain marvel uh -huh. and uh i kind of worry that she is going to be remembered as Captain Marvel, which is not a bad thing to be remembered as, but given the kind of performance she can give when given a role that isn't... And I have nothing against superhero movies. I don't want to be Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino here. Uh, actually, you know what? I wouldn't mind being either of them. As right, that's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll take go. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of hope that she does do more meaty roles because she was an absolute, you know, pleasure to watch. And I don't mean that in a gross way. <laughs> well, I'm glad you, uh, yeah. Cause people are weird about her on the internet. So I didn't want to, are they? Yeah. She's either very much hated by people and I don't know why, or she's very much perved on by people. And I, and I'm not saying I don't know why, but it's also, it's a very strange overlap between those two things. So I don't understand it, but anyway, let's move on. Well, that's it. That's the entire rank. And um, by the way, that was funny. I said, "Let's move on." And you're like, "Well, that's it." 
<laughs> well, this is the last on. category. Yeah. Last category. There's no moving on from that. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we had it come out to. Why is it not on combined? It um, it actually officially ranks at above the Big Short, which apparently oh. is the the worst of the best pictures. The Big Short. Which is weird because I liked it a lot. I felt like I liked it better than a couple of those other ones, but I'm surprised. Well, you know, it makes sense that Room is that low, but um, I definitely liked it more than The Revenant as far as the movie goes. Well, it's 0.3 behind The Revenant. Oh, so it's right there. And it's 1.2 behind uh, The Martian. Well, it's a similar movie. See, that's though. weird because, like, Room, I think, is better than both of those movies, actually. I, I think so, too. And it's kind of funny how the the categories and everything and the structure of how we set this up kind of kind of dictate yeah. the actual yeah. yeah because if yeah. we just sat down and actually listed these without thinking too hard about them that would definitely not be the order for me yeah i mean i think number one and two yeah absolutely even i think one through three i'm okay with where they are right now because mm -hmm. one through three is brooklyn mad max Fury road bridge of spies mm -hmm. yeah that's um, that's that would be my top three out of these six yeah seven. i think but i think then room would be next in my yeah, opinion and same. then i'd probably put the big short and then the revenant and then the martian i think I, the revenant I think, and the martian are so close together i don't know which one i'd put over top of the other um i would probably put the revenant as well but again it's not it's not it's not like a big a big difference it's kind of funny that our 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 lists there would be the same. That's yet, interesting. That is interesting, and like our rankings are not the same, although they're pretty similar for the yeah. most part. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's interesting how this is coming out because I feel like with the action movies, it comes out kind of how I would expect it. Mm -hmm. Although with the action movies, it's not necessarily that it comes out how I'd expect it. It comes out. I think it's because we're both watching very good movies right now. Yeah. That like there's with the action movies, you might like something and I might not, and vice versa. Yeah, and it's um, just a it's just like a taste thing. Yeah. But these feel like, I mean, you know, they're great movies, you know. Yeah. Especially this is such a great year, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, the thing. It's I, I hope it does not come across that we thought any of these movies were shit. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. People go, and, oh man, these guys fucking hate The Martian, and it's like, no, The Martian was was good. Like, watch it, you'll enjoy it. You know? Yeah, and I mean, we haven't even watched the one that won yet. Yeah, but yeah, so that's that's it. Um, Room, basically, we loved the acting, um, and and the script. But I think it it falls short in um, some of the other other categories, and that's uh, actually I think the biggest one it falls short in is uh, is timelessness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Um, if if it, and well, production too. Yeah, which I feel kind of bad about because like, well, you know, if it had a fifty million dollar budget, maybe that wouldn't be the case. Yeah, but then again, if it had a fifty million dollar budget, would it have been as good or affecting? It's so hard to like. It is very difficult to say, and that's why I'm glad. I'm glad at the end of the day I don't make movies because I don't want these decisions to fall on me, and I don't want to make the wrong decision and ruin an otherwise good movie. I disagree. I want to make movies. 
<laughs> well, feel I'm free, happy. I guess. Yeah, I, I'm happy to make the decisions. Somebody make <laughs> make me a decision maker. Um, you should put yourself on Fiverr as movie maker. You need me to make yeah. a movie? <laughs> I'll do it for you. No, I won't do it. I'll okay. make your decisions for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're so you're you're a professional decider, as George That's right. Bush used to say. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks everyone for listening. If you'd like to see an updated list of our rankings, you can see that on our website at rankwithjohnandzack.com. So just as a reminder to everybody, um, again, please let us know uh, what year you'd like to have us do after this, or not after this one, but after the next one, which is 2004. Um, and please let it not be 2008. Mm -hmm. I, I'm like sort of worried to even put that out there because I feel like then we're just going to get trolled by everybody. Like, it's insane. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck you gotta, God. You got to rank precious, 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 and precious. <laughs> and then precious again. We want 16 episodes of precious. That's all we want. Just to keep, you let, keep letting them vote on it. Just this nothing but precious. <laughs> but yeah, let us, let us know. And, um, you know, we will, uh, we will, what? Do what you ask. That's not what I want to say. <laughs> oh, we will. You know, we will heed your, your the results. <laughs> we'll do what you ask, and the internet's like, "Oh, they started an OnlyFans. Great." <laughs> Let me log on to that immediately. Um, but check us out next week when we're ranking Spotlight, the 2015 Best Picture winner, starring Rachel McAdams, Mark Ruffalo, and Michael Keaton, and directed by Tom McCarthy. Goodbye. And I guess I'm going to vacate the room. You know, you know what word I have a really hard time saying is femininity, 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 femininity. femininity. It's, femininity. It's, a I, it's a tough one. Ha, ha, ha.